Welcome to Beyond the Bottom Line with Anna Letitia Cook. Good morning and welcome to Beyond the Bottom Line. Today we're speaking to Kay Newton. Kay is a midlife strategist, award-winning speaker and author, and we're going to be talking all about choosing with confidence. So welcome to the show, Kay. It's lovely to see you again. And lovely to see you too, Anna. And thank you for choosing me with confidence and wearing <laughs> such a beautiful blouse today with confidence. I do orange all the time. Orange for energy and positivity. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. So I know confidence and particularly making choices is something that I definitely am never sure whether you know I'm right or wrong. And I think a big question that all of us would like to know is, how do we really know if or when our choices are right? So that's what we're going to talk about to try and throw some light on this to help everyone. But normally choices are difficult to make. But before that, before we even start with making the choice, how can we decide if we need to change something or not? What do you feel? What's your impression? So there's a couple of things you said there, which, you know, we can really go into depth. And I know that we've only 30 minutes, so we won't go <laughs> too deep. But number one is, is it true that choices are difficult to make? That's the number one. And <laughs> I, I think that's something that we've been brought up. It's a cultural thing. It's something that we think yeah. Humans like to make it complicated. You know, it's yeah. something that we're very, very good at. And so therefore, you know, we've been told in the past that choices are difficult to make. So if we go back and we go, okay, so the only constant in the universe is change. Yeah. We are going to be constantly making choices. It's yeah. logical. It's natural. So how do you make good choices? Well, I have a and I have long philosophical walks and conversations. And Kay, will... Kay, just go back and just repeat that because it froze momentarily. I okay. know technology this morning has been catastrophic. <laughs> it's going to be cutting and pasting like mad today. Um, so I have a good friend here on the island called Linda Ledgewich. And Linda and I love to go for long walks and conversations. And um, Linda will tell you that it's all about how you feel. Yep. Does it make you feel light or does it make you feel heavy? It's as simple as that. And if you think about it, we are nothing but energy and space, particularly at a quantum level. And energy vibrates. So what you're looking for is making sure that your energy is always vibrating Yep. In a light manner. I'm not going to use the word positive because it's not, that's not part of it. You want to feel that the choices you are making make you feel light. And if your choices don't make you feel light and make you feel heavy, is there something you can do about it? Is yeah. it the way you're thinking about the choice or is it the choice itself? And if it's the choice itself, what will you do differently? heavy that, and light yeah that's really interesting and that's really simple as well very very simple isn't it so we know that our thoughts create our feelings which create our actions which create our reality yeah 
Yeah. So if we know our thoughts will lead to a feeling, how is that making us feel? If our choice is making us feel stressed, panicked, worried, depressed, all the negativities, then what's another choice? Simple, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it takes away so much pressure. But, mm-hmm. Okay. I agree with that. I've never heard that as a theory before, but I agree with that. It seems totally logical and really simple. And I mean, everything I do is all about positive balance, enjoying, making everything holistic. So I really think that's wonderful. And I'm definitely going to start trying to do that with myself. But obviously, it's more difficult to change your habits and change your thoughts when you're used to thinking, oh my God, the choice is so difficult. Is this right? Is this wrong? And then further down the line, did I make the right choice? How do I know I made the right choice? What can I see as proof? So how can we adapt our brain gently rather than having a complete earthquake? (laughs) How can we little by little bring this in because a lot of people aren't going to be able to just throw their old habits straight out the window so so let me ask you a question you're driving down the road (laughs) you're putting me under pressure (laughs) you're you're driving down the road and um there's an accident and all of a sudden you have to find another route yeah And you find this beautiful route, it's through the countryside, and it just suits you down to the ground. It's maybe five minutes more. But then all of a sudden you go, do you know what? Forget the motorway. I'm going to drive this road from now on. You change that habit immediately. Yeah. So again, it comes back down to the way we've been, you know, the processes we've gone through. We believe it's at least 90 days to change a habit. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, you can change it immediately. I I would recommend, though, that you change one at a time, because when (laughs) you try to change thousands of them, that's when the problem comes in. Yeah, changing one thing at a time. So the first thing is you've now realized that there's vibration and there's a a heavy and a light uh, within you. Yes. So that's the first place so maybe you want some nice practical solutions to how you could go further down the choice route one of my my loves is these the post-it notes yep (laughs) and um, I'm very fortunate and I have some very very big windows here uh, much to my husband's disgust but I will fill the window with post-it notes when I've got some big decisions to make yeah and and the key is to make sure only on each post-it you only have one thing yeah, one item. Don't confuse yourself too much. Then you can organize them and then you can decide of all those post-its, which is the most important and which one you're going to do first. Oh. So that helps you just sort it out. The other thing you can do when you're making choices is you can ask for help, ask for advice. Yeah. And the only really important thing with that is to remember that you're asking for advice only you do not have to accept it yes all you're doing is looking for a different point of view yeah 
just like I said to you about heavy and light and you went I've never heard that before there's something new for you to think about so we go to other people to get um, advice see different perspectives and then we make the choice whether we accept it or not I think that's really really key yeah that's that's what can frequently be a problem because you ask someone for advice then you feel obliged to accept it and you forget that actually no you can do what you want it's just you're getting other people's input and then you've got to relate it to you because I know a lot of people I mean even me myself in the in the past I've asked someone's advice and then I've thought I don't really want to do that but because I've asked them I've got to do it (laughs) and also I see their vision and think oh shit maybe I'm wrong maybe I shouldn't be doing this maybe they're right and they're not you know afterwards I've realized my gut instinct was right don't do it it doesn't suit me but I've gone trotting down the little road completely blind and then thinking yuck no so mm. and there I think you've hit on something that's really really key and it's the net it was my next thought to say as well um we live in our body which is holistic and we have our brain which ticks away constantly and we have our heart which we feel and we also have our second brain or third brain whatever you want to call it in our gut yes and for me my gut instinct is very very important if I get that oh heavy feeling in there I know it's not right for me yeah I don't know why yeah. And that's not important. I don't need to know why. What I need to do is trust yes. that I know as a holistic being that's, that is not for me. Yep. And the same when you get butterflies in your stomach and that excitement, that positive, really lifting energy, then you know it's for you. Yeah. And, and it can be anything from this job doesn't suit me and the panic you have with I'm going to leave this job. How am I going to pay the rent or the mortgage? And what's my parents going to think of me? And all the other scenarios that go on inside your head. But if you're listening true to yourself, if if your heavy feelings there, then you know there's something that needs to be thought about. But if the light feelings there, it's the answer. Go with it. Go with the flow. You don't know where it's going to take you. And that is really, really important. We don't need to know. Yes, we think we do, yeah, but we don't. Yeah, we can just adapt as we go along. Something you said there, which has just sparked a thought um, about what our parents think, or you know, but I mean, you're a midlife strategist, so midlife. Normally, midlife, you don't think about parents. I am now more than midlife. I'm older. <laughs> I'm not quite geriatric, but I'm definitely going in that direction. Even now. Um, my brothers are a lot older than me because I was born, you know, at the end. Um, even now, at my age, all the countries I've lived in, all the businesses I've run, I still think, oh, my God, what are my brothers going to say? <laughs> it's ridiculous. But I'm sure a lot of people still have that reaction because from childhood, you thought parents, brothers, sisters, whatever. So. How can we free up our reaction to be more our own feeling rather than having the outside influences of 
family, older people, etc. Even, you know, at middle age, how can we get our freedom? Because a lot of us are still, you know. Yeah, I, I think, again, it's the fact that we're making it more difficult than it is. Overthinking, this is me. And we, and we can <laughs> simplify in a big way. And, and for me, the, the big key here is to give yourself space. Move away. Close yourself in your room for the day or go for a walk in nature or take a mini break. Do something different that allows you space, preferably to sit with either post-its or a, a journal. Or my coffee. Or your coffee, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I've got my coffee here as well this morning. I've just been pouring my coffee. I drive everyone crazy. <laughs> Um, it's the same thing you know it's to listen to those feelings that intuition that gut instinct and say to yourself okay I know this is going to probably stir a few pots and people are not going to be very happy with this decision of mine but it feels right for me and I have to go with it yeah and and it's been true to you this is the key isn't it it's been true to yourself very very important yeah I mean a lot of the time I'm a, I mean, I say I'm a rebel. I don't know whether I'm a rebel or whether I just decided to listen to me and not do. Oh, I love your mug. Sorry, completely distracted. It's, it's my starfish. Oh, it's your logo. Wonderful. <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, I, I mean, I don't know whether I really am a rebel or whether I just did listen to myself when I was younger and went in my own direction. Um, but I find that now, and maybe I've always done it, one of the biggest problems I have is with overthinking. Um, I'm still quite happy to do what I want, and I'm quite happy to go against the grain or, you know, get out of my little box that everyone seems to think I should be in and do something completely controversial, different, unusual, weird, whatever. Um, but I very much overthink and I'm always like, I want to do this. And then the little voice, well, do I really want to do this or do I just think I want to do this? And will I be happy with this in six weeks or should I think about this? Because maybe I prefer that. And I go through this again and again and again and again. And I have always done it. And I'm not trying to listen to other people so much, but I seem to have all of these things in my head and in the end you know I'm like a dog that's exhausted after a run I'm just like I don't actually know what I'm trying to decide I don't even know what the question was in the beginning and I get myself really confused and I think I'm fairly confident and I think I'm capable of making choices but somehow I need to separate the overthinking so that I know which one is my gut instinct, which one really does make me feel light, because I can adapt. And I think I confuse myself sometimes with this ability to adapt and to go with the flow, which isn't necessarily my flow, but I've thought so much, I can't identify what is me and what isn't. So what's your advice on that one? (laughs) So it is, you know, I'm picturing you um, and thinking of a story of a lady who wants to paint her wall and she's decided she wants to choose a colour green. And of course, she runs down to the paint shop and she comes back and she's got this huge, big, massive book 
full of different colors. And of course, she knew what she wanted. But when she went to the shop and then had all this choice, all these different things to look at, she got completely confused. And and for me, I think the, the key is the first feeling you have, if you can take that quickly and write it down yep quite often we end up coming back to the first first thought we had and the rest is quite irrelevant and and it comes down to creating a habit the key of saying let me just make a note of that now so that I can then do all that churning if I need to but I can come back to the original thought because that's where the answer is and it comes back to that gut instinct. It's that yeah. quick feeling that you get inside you that this is right. Yes. And um, yeah, I, I've had um, many times in my life where I've had to make a quick decision. And was it the right decision? I have no idea, to yeah. be honest, but I made a decision. It's much, yeah. whether you decide to do something or not do something, it's a, de- a decision. It's yes. a choice. Um, so, for example, when I was in my 20s, I got the opportunity to jump on board a boat in the UK and I sailed to Mallorca and then I've never, never swum back. I'm still here, 35 <laughs> years I'm later. so jealous of that, <laughs> particularly getting on the boat to go there. <laughs> well, if you know the story, I mean, it took us three weeks to get here, including um, being rescued by Low Stuff Lifeboats. Um, it's a bit more dramatic. By- stopped by the Guardia Seville for supposedly drug running off Gibraltar and on and on it goes huge big story I could tell you about that it's not as you know glamorous as you think it is (laughs) I can assure you but the decision decision was made as soon as I saw the boat in the marina and I asked the lock keeper where it was going my decision was made yeah yeah. In 2015, my husband had a phone call out of the blue. Would he like to go and build a hotel in Zanzibar? And oh. he put the phone down and he said, I've just been offered a job. And my youngest son was there and I was there. And, and we said, yeah. And he said, it's in Zanzibar. And it was like, where's that? <laughs> oh, East Africa. Oh, my goodness me. And my son said, you need to take it. So he picked up the phone and he said, uh, yeah, I'll take it. And, it, and that was an immediate decision which led to having to downsize, um, put a house on the market, yeah. go and live in a two-room, tin-roofed house by the beach, learn that about amazing. complete simplicity. Yeah. And, um, and it, it was that immediate decision. Uh, and, there's, and for me, that is the key. If you're, if you're making a choice, the first decision is normally the right decision. Yeah. Not always, but it doesn't matter because you've made a decision. You're moving forward. As soon as you've made the choice, you're free. Yeah. That's, I find quick decisions are easy um, because you just have to make a decision. You don't have the time to waffle and think and God knows what. So you just think, okay, this or this, boom. And when I've made quick decisions, I haven't, gone back and thought oh my god should I uh I've just got on with it and it's been so much easier it's when you've got time and when you're planning ahead I hate planning ahead because planning ahead is so stressful (laughs) because you have to take all these decisions you have to analyze everything 
Um, and then in the end, you're so confused by all the analysis you've made, you don't really know what you want to choose, what's good, what's bad. So in business... Stick it all in the bin. Stick it in the bin. <laughs> but in business, that really goes against everything people are taught about business, about work, about management, about careers, because you're always taught analyze everything, get the facts, look at this, analyze the lot, and then make the decision, which to a point I understand and to a point I agree with, because you need some basis, particularly if you're responsible for a lot of other people, etc. But with things like that, do you think there's any way to take some of the weight away from it to make it I'm not necessarily more spontaneous, but to make it less heavy, less dramatic, less complicated, so that we can have more confidence, um, but also feel better and not feel this real, you know, pushing you down type feeling that you often get when you've got big decisions and then you've got to justify them to the boss or to whoever. Is there any ideas you've got for that that can just make it simpler? Um, uh, the scenarios are so different depending on you uh, as a unique individual and the mm. business that you're working in. I think it's very difficult to just really answer that truthfully. Yeah. Um, but I think it comes back to this heaviness and this lightness again. And uh, if you're making a decision and it doesn't feel comfortable yeah. to really look at why it's not feeling comfortable yes. and then to change it. Yeah, I think the way we do business and our thoughts about business is changing dramatically and it will change even more as we go into this new technical revolution that we're going in, in, under at the minute. Um, and I think it's going to be more important that we think about ourselves and what we want yep. and, and be more centered in the fact that, you know, we have beautiful skills and things to offer yep. if we come from the right place. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think, again, it comes back to this feeling, uh, this literally of if this is not right, why am I doing it? Yeah. And, okay, it may mean that you lose your job. Sometimes it does. Yeah. Um, but it's not – it may feel like the end of the world right there and then, but quite often it's the start of something absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we have exactly. to have the confidence, though, Yes, to be true, true to us. I think that's the key, you know, in everything we do. If we're yes. not coming from our true essence, no matter what it is, yep. it, it, you know, it'll come back and bite us in a way. Yep, yep. There's a lot of things um, in the coaching training and things that I've done. Um, a lot of the problems we have are caused by we're going against our identity. So what deep down we see, even if it's got layers of, hidden messages that we no longer realize deep down our own identity. But when we go against it, that's when we don't feel comfortable. That's when we get the questions, the doubts, because really in the hidden soul of our body, um, we don't believe we're like that. Um, so we've got this big fight going on, which makes it so much more complicated. And there's something I I do a lot with with the programs that I do and the programs I've created is 
if you've got to make a choice, if you've got to do something, if you're looking to improve your career, find your passion, whatever, you might be doing something you absolutely hate. But if you know you hate it, if you know why you hate it, but you've decided because of your family or your children or whatever situation that actually for your whole unit, um, it's going to be better. You can actually do something you hate quite happily because it's for the good of other people. And you know in your brain that is why you're doing it. And it releases a lot of pressure. So do you think we can apply something like that to choices and feeling confident about our choices? To me, it seems that you could. Even you're not making the choice you really want. If you know you're doing it for the good reason, and that good reason is more important to you than your own personal reason, like for my children, I would do something I hated with a passion, and I'd do it quite happily if it's going to give my children a better life. Because for me, that's far more important than me finding something that I think is amazing because I want my children to you know, have the best life, et cetera. So do you think we can do something like that with choices and confidence in our choices? Or do you think that becomes a bit more complicated? I think it depends, again, on the unique and individual. Yeah. And I think yeah. it definitely will depend on this energy that you're putting out. Yeah. Um, so if you're making a, a choice to do something that you don't like doing, but you have also chosen to do it and done it with alacrity, with love, with kindness and all yeah. the other values that you may have, um, then th- there's nothing to stop you doing it. Yes. The difference is thinking about the life you may have had if you'd have chosen something yeah. different. Um, and I think a lot of us, because of cultural um, society education our family pressure and all the other things will choose things uh, that really aren't our forte because yep. it's just what we've been told to do I was talking to a young man um, maybe three weeks ago who's in his second year of law and he knows why he's studying law he wants to go into the diplomatic corps and um, he wants to go through uh, through the process of being a lawyer in order to do that he said but the the issue I find you know we're doing a seven-year course 50 percent of the people on that course do not know why they are there do not want to be there yeah and are there under pressure from their parents yeah and and that for me feels very sad because it's not really their choice yeah and they're young so they've already taken on the cultural and the yeah. family orientation to yeah. not making your true choices. Yes. It's something we don't teach at school. We don't yep. talk about it at school. Yeah. And I think um, programs like yours and the one I'm creating at the minute are very, very important because they allow us to find our true selves. Yep. And I think we have to do this. It's the only way our, our world is going to go forward. If we don't find our true selves and be true to us yes, and make the choices that suit us, we're not going to make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, 
any other tips or strategies or wisdom about confidence and choices and, you know, things that are going to help us going forward? Yeah, don't worry about it too much. Um, <laughs> it's great. I think that's, that's a big a one. Thing. And yeah. I decided to walk the Camino de Santiago uh, whilst my husband was in Zanzibar. Um, I was still a resident here in Spain and my house was rented. I had yeah. to be here in the country, but had nowhere to go. So <laughs> I put my walking boots on. That's I a brilliant a idea. That's a very good reason. Feet. It was really funny. I'll tell you a little bit. Um, I put my walking boots on a seven and a half kilo backpack on my back. Yeah. Got to the start and uh, walked as much as I could each day with my boots on, of course, and following a yellow arrow. I did not know when I was going to stop, who I was going to meet, what I was going to eat, where I was going to sleep. It didn't matter as long as I could find a yellow arrow and follow it. 729 kilometers later, 34 days later, I arrived in Santiago de Compostela. And uh, I think that's the key is to be confident enough to get up in the morning and put your boots on. Yeah. And just find that little spark of the day that's going to take you in the direction. When When you're light, when you're in flow, synchronicities happen. Yes. So the things you want to have in your life will show up anyway. Yeah. And if you're not light and you're not in flow and you've not got synchronicities turning up in your life, choose to change. Excellent. Thank you very much, Kay. That's brilliant. Thank you for having me, Anna. It's been a great pleasure. I'm sure we could have talked for a lot longer. but I know. <laughs> I talked for hours, but yeah. <laughs> Now, that's really very interesting, all of that. I'm definitely going to make some changes myself. So um, everybody, you've been listening to Kay Newton. You'll find all the links so you can see more about her, what she does at the bottom of the page. And obviously, don't hesitate to contact her or me if you have any questions. And we will see you again next week. Thanks, Anna. Thank you. Bye.